0: Paz, how are you this evening? Spectacular. We are doing Marie Curry, someone who was recommended from a Buzz Nation listener.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Uh, I I think we can't go any further without noting that Paz is under performance enhancing drugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey, uh... As a buzzer. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Falling apart. Falling apart. (laughs) Falling apart. Um, Yeah, dude. Here at Buzz Nation, we support buzzing in a variety of forms. It Mm. can be alcohol. You can be buzzing on life. You can be buzzing on good news. Ooh. Just keep the buzz going.
1: Yes. Today, we're going to talk about Marie Curie. You know about Marie Curie before you did your research for this episode.
0: I knew she was a well-renowned scientist. I thought she discovered elements or particles or something. Mm. And I do know that, you know, this is at a time when that she kind of paved the way for female scientists. That's awesome.
1: I, on the other hand,
0: did not know anything about
1: her. I kind of knew the name. And then uh, as I researched her, I was thinking, wow, this is somebody that everybody should know about. Thank goodness the Buzz and Biography boys are doing a podcast on her so that we can tell the world.
0: Exactly. The education system may have failed Slavo and others in not knowing and myself really and not knowing the life of Marie Curie. But that's why Buzz and Biographies is here to save the day.
1: Man, thank goodness for us. The yeah. Okay, so we're going to start off, before we go through the biography, we're going to start mm-hmm. off with the greatest hits, the Marie Curie greatest hits. So if you want to listen to this podcast for literally one minute, this is the minute you should listen to. But I implore you, if we're going to pay it forward and give you all the greatest hits first, please stick it out and keep going with us and we'll go deeper into all of this knowledge. So Yeah,
0: it's about the journey. You want to hear the whole life, but give us the hit, Slavo. Boom. So she was a Polish and French physicist. She
1: discovered two elements, polonium and radium, and we'll get into those later. And radium is a big deal. Polonium, not as big of a deal.
0: Yeah, radium in like it's just it's it's every it's everywhere the atomic bomb uh x-ray like microwaves chemotherapy
1: first thing it's a big deal the atomic bomb can't (laughs) have that without radium um do you know how many elements there are in the periodic table of elements nope (laughs) and okay well my my follow-up was going to be how many elements do
0: you think you could name Oh, dude, fuck! We don't got. We're not doing this. But I'd say like twenty or something. They're just like you know stuff you just know, like hydrogen, oxygen, like aluminum. I'm just wondering how many you think you could. I'm not Gold. asking. You to oh, say okay. That.
1: Um, <laughs> you're like, I'm not doing this. All right, it's 15. all you're doing is making a guess, dude. Calm down. Fifteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> you don't have to
0: prove it. is a good number conservative I think I could actually get 15
1: all right yeah. so I'm, I'm going to change this sub- subject to weird sounding elements <laughs> molybdenum that's an element that's element number 42 on the periodic table wow okay I thought pick you pick a number ooh, pick a number between 1 and 120 69 <laughs> nice <laughs> great pick great pick Thulium, that's that's element number 69.
0: Mm. Uh, so how many did you say between zero and what? Or I one think and there's
1: 118. I don't know, it's weird because it goes there's like an upper table and then there's like a lower table.
0: I, I know like some elements have were only made in a lab, arsenic is an element. That's not cool.
1: All right. So she found two of them. So there's 118, and she discovered two of them, which is very impressive. Her alone. Well, and her team. But she ended up winning Nobel Prizes, two of them. And she was the first woman to to do that. She won one in physics and then another one in chemistry. She also coined the term radioactivity. In the world of radiology and just all sorts of that stuff, she's kind of the preeminent scientist. Absolutely. Like incredibly fundamental. She's elemental. Let's go. Let's go. And she also did the first studies into the treatment of neoplasms, which are like a cancerous tumor. So she was into that cancer treatment. A lot of good stuff with x-rays um, a lot of good stuff with just radiology in general. like she just really she was always coming up with cool stuff, and she was totally disrespected too, which was not cool.: Yeah, I mean,
0: she's paving the way,
1: going through those challenges. She was the first woman to win two, and she was the first person to win one in two different uh professions. So she gotcha. won one in physics and one in chemistry. And she was the first person to do that, where it's you're winning one in one um, field, and you win on one in another.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. Very impressive.
1: Yeah, which is incredible.
0: So let's um, let's let's go through the life
1: of Marie Curie, aka Madame Curie, as she was known. Later in life, she was born in Warsaw in 1867 as Maria Sklodowska. She was the fifth and youngest child of two teachers. Her family had lost everything through the patriotic involvements in the Polish uprisings. So this was around the time that Russia was causing huge problems in
0: Poland and was pressing people and doing all this communism stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, at this time, like, they lived in the Russian part of Poland. It the country Pol- Poland wasn't even a country at the time. It was split between between Russia, Austria, and Germany. But her family was very involved in the like Poland patriotic movements. So much so that the books uh, were like Russian approved books, and you had to speak Russian in class. But uh, they orchestrated. Books such that they would have the Russian cover and underneath the cover was, you know, these Polish books. In addition, Marie Curie, every day walking to school, her and one of her friends would spit on a Russian statue.
1: Wow. I mean, it's fair. It seemed like her whole family was very pro Poland and anti Russia, like her dad was a prince or no, her. Grandfather was a principal and he ended up losing his job and then basically everybody keeps losing their job. Her dad was a teacher and he taught labs but then they stopped the Russians were like yeah you can't do lab teaching anymore. You can't teach science basically. Yeah. I mean and yeah. and so he brought the lab equipment home and started teaching the kids at home about Uh, science and whatnot and then eventually he was fired for being pro polish yeah intense time so maria's ten. at this time she's maria so i'm calling her maria for now at this time maria is 10 years old and her mother dies
0: of tuberculosis which was that eradicated I thought we had established in a previous episode that it was eradicated. I don't know if the vaccines were involved or not, but, oh, her mom was so concerned about spreading tuberculosis to her children that like she wouldn't hug them and really show them any physical affection.
1: Which is fair because she had tuberculosis. So probably the right move, but very sad for a mother. Yeah, absolutely. That's tough. That's tough. This brings up another point. It's kind of a side note here. Sometimes I'm worried that I do these podcasts and everything just kind of I'm like a goldfish just moving forward and everything just enters my brain and then leaves it as soon as I'm done recording. I think I might black out like every time we record this podcast (laughs) because this tuberculosis thing. What what podcast do we talk about that?
0: Dude, I think it was the last one Nostradamus in which you predicted someone would give us a recommendation and they did buzz Nation came through nice um, do you remember that do you remember predicting that someone would give us a person of interest for the for this episode
1: yes I do remember that and you know what? I'll, I'll admit it right now. I'll, I, I lied. I don't, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> See, I, I honestly, I think I have the short-term memory, of a goldfish. Yeah, this is, this is concerning. Oh, don't say that. Don't say it's concerning. I say a lot of stuff. It's
0: tough to keep track. Yeah, exactly. More, important than, if you remember the episodes, it's. Do you remember the feeling? How it made you feel on the inside. If you can remember warm. yeah fuzzy that's what matters and that's what we want to oh, yeah. give to to buzz nation just some warm and fuzzies
1: okay so i would go i really like to think that we're teaching people but i also how i digest podcasts is that i just have people that i listen to and i just kind of hang out with them we're going. I'm doing the dishes. I'm doing my laundry. Back, back in the day when I was commuting, I'd just be on my commute and be like, "Oh, let's let's hang out. Let's have a little conversation." And it's not about what they're talking about. It's great if it's interesting. Someone like Marie Curie, mm-hmm. it like that's great because we're we're hanging out through the process of learning about this person. But for all the podcasts that I listened to, I couldn't tell you one thing in particular that um that i remember
0: yeah i mean that's generally how i feel about all of my education you know just remember some stuff maybe but i do think you learn you don't realize a lot of what you learn like like you're learning about people you're learning that crazy people who shout loud things sometimes get a following and then a religion gets started l ron hubbard jim jones
1: yeah basically everyone hopefully us In due time. (laughs) I like to think if we just keep on this path. We too can have a religion. Us and the buzzards. You know. I think we'll come up with one. That obviously will be the leaders. But everybody else will be really high up. And then they'll recruit other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and they'll be above them and then those people re- will recruit more people and it'll work like that it'll work it'll work like a triangle type thing as long as we're building the base
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a pyramid add another dimension no 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 not like a pyramid oh my <laughs> bad my bad, bad. <laughs> definitely Categorically not, like not like a pyramid it's like a cone
1: more of a like cone
0: the top, yeah the top half of a diamond the top half of
1: a diamond like the good half of a diamond (laughs) but the important thing is that it's flowing upwards but the other but the more important thing is that we're at the top
0: yeah and we don't want to be at the top we have it's yeah this is how it has to be we're doing this for the people below us you need this pillar and and we'll be the pillar we will sacrifice and be the pillar at the top
1: mm-hmm well because everybody else needs someone to aspire to be yeah
0: and we don't even get that we don't even get to aspire to be anyone yeah. because we are those people we and that's to. tough
1: yeah we're we're pushing we're we're pushing
0: into infinity
1: nothingness basically same thing and that's why we have to have sex with the women <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, okay. That's a joke. Why is it that every leader needs to have sex with women and then ends up having sex with the men too? That's all I have to say. So, Marie Curie, her mother died of tuberculosis. Facts when she was 10. And so, interesting thing here her mother was Catholic and her dad was atheist and she had been Catholic growing up, but she gave up Catholicism when her mother died and became agnostic.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you're 10 years old, your mother's going to Catholic mass. I'm sure she's going along with her and then she dies, you know, maybe thinks about it a little more.
1: mm. Yeah. It it just made me curious. Was it like a, you took my mother's situation? I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Like angry that she like went through that pain or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, pain is a big motivator for people. So could have motivated her in the sciences a bit. Um, So she went to a school for girls. Then she got either kicked out of the school. They were very, they were very, um, uh, broke at this time. So she spent some time in the countryside living with her family and then my presumption is that she was just really 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 smart this entire time. And yeah. people oh, yeah. are recognizing her talent, but she doesn't have a lot of money. So eventually she's applying to universities in Poland.
0: Yeah, when she's in the in the school in the younger years, as you would expect, top notch in all the classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So um she's applying to uh, schools, but they won't let her in because she's a woman, because this is a very sexist time. This is in the late 19th century. And um eventually she goes to Flying University, which is the actual name of a university in Poland.
0: It feels misleading. You like you must show up the first day and be like where are the planes right yeah it's um there there's a university in the united
1: states that's for aviation do you know what it's called air force (laughs) m that's actually a good good answer um no (laughs) it wasn't the one i had in mind so (laughs) it's wrong uh Embry riddle Mm, nice is an aviation school um So she went to a different aviation school, flying university. (laughs) I'm sure they play each other in sports. And she had an agreement with her sister, Brana Slava, that she would work and support her sister while she was in med school. And then her sister would then support her later while she was in school. So she was working for as a governess For a couple families, and then ended up working for one family, and fell in love. Ooh la la! Nice, very French. She fell in love with the son of the family Casameres. He's so dreamy. He's just—I bet he was. Yeah, but his family said no. A real Romeo and Juliet situation here. His, mm-hmm. fam- his family shot down the relationship because she did not come from money, much to their dismay. He went on to become Casimir's Zarask. That was it.
0: Yeah. A, a math professor, and she certainly has a type.
1: Yeah, smart people. So he, um, the the article I was reading, might have been a Wikipedia article, was uh saying that he, even as an old man, <laughs> there were a lot of weird things in the Wikipedia article for very Curie. Even as an old man, he would sit in front of her statue and like look at it longingly. Basically, he always loved her.
0: Weird, um, dude, he, he could have been a Nobel prize winner, you know, if he had hitched on that wagon, but she wasn't rich enough.
1: I know. Yeah. Really fucked that one up because she was definitely uber talented. And, but I mean, back in Poland in those days, it was very cast. Like I imagine. So stupid parents don't, we're not doing a podcast on him or his parents. All he, he, at least he got mentioned. But not in, like, a good way.
0: Yeah, yeah, as, like, he done fucked up. Where, really, his parents, I mean, they could have eloped, maybe live on the countryside, do some experiments out in the woods. Mm. So, in 1890,
1: Branislava married another guy named (laughs) Casimierz, which must just be a dreamy or common name in Poland. And she invited Marie to come and live with her in Paris. So Marie saved up some money, worked for two more years and did some studying. She was always studying because she was so smart and headed off to France to live
0: with her sister.
1: Yep. So then in, 1891, things are about to pick up. She, like, over the next 15, 20 years, she, like, kind of dominates life. So everybody buckle up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she enrolls at the University of Paris in 1891. She was dead broke at the time. And she worked, studied. She would work, study, go to class, work, study, go to class, barely sleeping. 1893, she gets a degree. Starts working at a lab. Gets another degree in 1894. She met a friend named Kowalski. But I'm thinking of Mike Wazowski from, <laughs> from
0: uh, Monsters. Inc.
1: Yeah, I literally in my head, I was like, this is a funny joke. Mike Kowalski, even though it's Wazowski. Oh, uh, such great idiot. movies.
0: It just makes me want to go watch them.
1: Monsters, Inc. is awesome. Do you know what I watched recently that was really good? What? Oh, you don't know after that. <laughs> after that great hint I gave you. Kung Fu
0: Panda. Ah, yeah, that, that's a good one, too.
1: Kung Fu Panda is very
0: good. Animated movies crush it.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, so this friend, Kowalski. What is Kowalski from, then? Kowalski. Kowalski. If it sounds Polish. Kowalski. So he introduced her to a guy named Pierre Curie. Hmm, that last name sound familiar? Buzz Nation? Yep. I think we know what is going to happen with them. He was a professor. And at this point, she is researching the magnetic properties of steels. And she started working in part of his lab because really get the impression that lab space was kind of hard to come by. In these times?
0: Yeah. I mean, especially like in a field such as physics or chemistry, it's expensive equipment. But a little fun fact Pierre Curry, uh, one time he gave a gift to Marie, and it was one of his published papers because he was like a well renowned scientist with his signature
1: what a scumbag it's <laughs> not a very good gift it's uh imagine giving
0: your girlfriend your autograph i know it's hilarious like was he doing it sarcastically as a joke was sarcasm even around like when i look back at paintings from the late 1800s you know no one's smiling i don't think sarcasm is around i think he was just like oh yeah this is valuable i know you want my signature well, it's one of those things where it's
1: like, who was the quarterback for the Chiefs before Patrick Alex Mahomes? Smith? Alex Smith. So it it would be like Alex Smith, right as Patrick Mahomes is about to take his job, being like, "By the way, Patrick Mahomes, here's my autograph. <laughs> here's an autographed Chiefs jersey of me, because you're gonna need this." in the future.
0: It's a very accurate analogy and like Alex Smith uh Beer Curry he was always very supportive of his wife and it sounds like they had a great relationship. We'll get into it, but I mean they they won a Nobel Peace Prize together. They worked together and they always in their speeches were very complimentary of each other.
1: Um I have one important distinction. This is like a little subsegment here. I don't think it's a Nobel Peace Prize. Like, I think a Nobel Peace Prize and a Nobel Prize are different.
0: Wow. This is really?
1: Yes. Like, there's a Nobel Prize for physics, and then there's a Nobel Peace Prize for peace. Mm. (laughs) I imagine. Like, Obama won it. You know, for droning people. (laughs) Yeah, dude, jeez. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no no. honestly like obama won the nobel peace prize because he's obama
0: yeah but i mean obviously there was like a huge uptick in uh drone deaths and unintended casualties from drones during this time I'm not saying it's a nobel
1: time. it's one of the five nobel prizes okay so there's okay all right here we go okay so there's one for piece, which is a pretty cool way to win. One for chemistry, one for physics, one for physiology or medicine, and one for literature.
0: Interesting. Very cool. You know, I feel like they're missing a few sciences there. Like the fact that she won in two different fields and there's only five is incredible. Like, what about? Chemistry, what about computer science? Biology, think yeah, okay, chemistry was one. Biology, does that just count as chemistry? What about like uh, mechanical stuff? Is that just physics? I don't know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm surprised there's only five.
1: Obama won his for, quote, extraordinary efforts to strengthen international diplomacy and cooperation between peoples.
0: I mean, that sounds good.
1: It does sound good. They gave one to the in two thousand one. They just gave one to the United
0: Nations. <laughs> it's kind of random. Yeah, I think we're we're like decrediting this institution right now.
1: Yasser, it's not Arifat. even
0: it's not even that cool anymore that she won two. You're fucking fucking idiots.
1: Um, Nelson Mandela won then. Won one in nineteen ninety three. That's pretty good. How about the Dalai Lama? Pretty good.
0: Sounds about right.
1: Mother Teresa?
0: Yep, yep. Al OG. Gore? Of course. Classic climate
1: change situation. The EU won one in 2012. <laughs> uh, d- who doesn't win these things? I don't know. Uh, okay. But yeah, so she won. Uh, yeah, so. They would go on to get the Nobel Prize for physics. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so he proposes to her. And she goes, "Uh, I don't know. I really want to go back to Poland. And then he says, I'll go to Poland with you. So real supportive guy.
0: Yeah. And I mean... Dare I say true love? He's willing to go to this foreign country. Yeah, say it. Just Absolutely. to be with her. He did what you know that sh- that previous slum Casimir whatever couldn't do.
1: Yeah, it's true. He really put his money where his mouth was mouth was, except unlike unlike stupid casimir God, that guy sucks. Casimir's Casimir's. Yeah, that guy, lame. <laughs> so, um, yeah, put his money where his mouth is, says, I'll go teach whatever. I'll go teach French in Poland. And then eventually it turns out that nobody in Poland wants her to be a PhD student there because, again, she's a woman. So despite all of her two degrees and She's with this professor who is renowned. She is still denied a place at Krakow University because of her being a woman. So she decides to stay in Paris and get her PhD there. And then in 1895, they get married. And one thing I thought was pretty cool about this was the fact that she basically wore her lab outfit to the wedding, which is a power move.
0: Power move. This is fantastic. And this epitomizes what science meant to her. Like she was hmm. so dedicated to science. Science, Pierre Curie and
1: the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> See, that's a callback. I remember doing Vince Lombardi. Yep. I yeah, that, not- was, that, was, that was solid. I feel like I just kind of came out earlier in this podcast and was like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> I remember some things, Okay. Um, but yeah, so they're married now. Things are, Ooh, I just made noise. Uh, things are going well. (laughs) The the funniest Wikipedia line that I've ever read was that quote, a contemporary quip would call Sklodowska Pierre's biggest discovery.
0: (laughs) I love this. We have someone posting on Wikipedia being all sly and funny. Shout out to you, Wikipedia poster.
1: It was like the smartest person joke of the smart person joke of a dad joke all wrapped (laughs) into a smart person. Wry sense of humor. Yeah. Here at Button Biographies, we support that. We do support that. So, um She had a PhD. All right, I'm really going to try to skirt over the top with some of the science stuff here because I feel like nobody needs that. If you're into science, if you're into chemistry, if you're into physics, I implore you to go read about all these things that we're about to talk about. What I'm going to do is I'm going to skim across the surface of the ocean that is science, and I'm just going to carry us around... I might say some words that make you interested Mm -hmm. at which point i would say maybe pause the pod go go do some searching on your own and then come back maybe get up to speed because i will say that when it comes to the science i don't really understand what we're about to talk about but i'm prepared to make some bold claims
0: yeah i mean we got the buzzwords you, you fill in the rest. It's really easy. We're, we're going to say all the, the big words like radium and radiation and mm. science, and you kind of mm. put it together what happened.
1: Those complicated words like science. <laughs> all right. So her PhD hypothesis was that radiation comes from within atoms. And this was big because they had thought that it was atom movement that caused radiation. But she figured out that it was like an innate thing that came out of the atom, which then basically led to the later proof that atoms could be split, which is what happens in the
0: atomic bomb.
1: Yep. (coughs) So you could argue that the atomic bomb basically came from her Ph.D. thesis.
0: Wow. All right. So. That's pretty good. That could have been that could have been an abstract right there in a paper, if I say so myself. But I wow, know. so I was she, feeling pretty
1: good about it as I said it too. I was like,
0: boom, yeah. So she her PhD thesis was how to split, you know, involved how radiation comes from within atoms, contributed yep. to how you split atoms, which led to this massive bomb Whoa. and also many other fantastic positive things. I don't think we can blame the scientist here.
1: I mean, scientists figure out how atomic bombs work. It's bureaucrats who drop atomic bombs on people.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't like she was figuring out how the bombs work. She was just doing such fundamental science that affects so many things mm-hmm. like x-rays. Yeah. And, but then, you know, you can't build the atomic bomb without like the fundamental science
1: yeah well, that's what they're gonna be like wow a i was so it took it was so smart whoever came up with a i like totally sucks that now it led to the robots now like fucking us <laughs> our overlords oh the robots like they just exterminated everybody with covid twenty three so nineteen eighteen 1897. Guess what happened then? A daughter was born. Irene. Irene. Which is a pretty cool... Okay, another side note. Do you think that like old names are going to come back?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think they... Uh, I, I do think they'll come in waves. Not all of them, but when a name comes back it'll then become kind of new and trendy again. Um, mm-hmm. I think so.
1: Yeah. Like Irene, Barbara. I saw somebody named Barbara
0: and I was like, I feel like that name could come back. Maybe. Barb. I have an, I have an aunt name, Barbara. Aunt Barb. Nice. Mm-hmm. She is very. Didn't ask. Um. <laughs> Sorry
1: feisty we're feisty here on buzz nation today so she worked at a place called all okay, right i backing up i'm sure your aunt barb is a very nice person and i'm sorry that i put her down like that i'm sure she's great and i wish her all the best um so marie curie she worked at the ecole normale superior um doing like sciencey stuff to pay the bills And they had, next to one of the institutes, they had basically a research shed, which a little bit of a foreshadow here, was not very well ventilated and was not even waterproof. So, let's just say when they're working on all this radioactive stuff, they were not doing a lot of PPE, personal protective equipment
0: wow yeah i mean we'll we'll get into that at the end but uh yeah oof, we'll uh a yep. lot to unpack there <laughs>
1: just throwing that one out there so in this shed she's studying radioactivity and uh, she made a discovery in like 1897 this is as she's having her first child she makes a discovery but it, it's interesting reading about the Um, how everybody races to make all these discoveries and then it's all about when you published it so she published it but then it turns out somebody else got published it two months earlier so he gets the credit
0: yeah it's interesting and then the other interesting thing is the whole point of publishing is so other people like read it and then they publish on top of your work So it gets kind of weird when it's, if you get competitive with it and then like, maybe you're hiding information. Like I'm going to wait to publish this until I get to that next breakthrough. Um, Mm. But that, that was not Marie Curie. And later on we'll see in her uh, institutions, they were known for like involving all the scientists, not being like closed deals around, you know, the secret formula. Love
1: that advancing science. Great stuff.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so she makes the first discovery, but is beaten. But then a year later, her and Pierre discover polonium, a new element, and they named it after Poland. Which is very cool. cool. Shout out to Poland. Yep, big time shout out. Um, and then. <laughs> They're not done. In the same year, they discover radium.
0: A Random thought, and I know that that's like a big mic drop, discovers radium, whoa. But you know how they have those Polish jokes, which imply that Polish people may not be the brightest? Do you think if these institutions had allowed Marie Curie and her husband to work at these institutions, Polish people wouldn't have that like joke reputation. Instead, they'd be like, oh, the, the Polish people, they're so smart. Marie Curie, yeah? Huh?
1: No, because I think it's like countries putting each other down. Like the French, they literally she was she couldn't live in Poland, so she was living in France. And then the French government wouldn't even acknowledge any of her discoveries. Basically, they wouldn't acknowledge her as as a top scientist until she was getting recognition in the United States. And she was going to the White House to be uh, welcomed by Warren G. Harding. And then and only then was the French government like, oh, by the way, we're also going to give you recognition because it's kind of embarrassing that you're going to the White House and we basically never acknowledged you before. And she told them to fuck off. So that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with multiple countries that are all just huge jerks to each other and to the people who are actually doing the work. Yeah.
0: And I think when she went to the White House, uh, the president gave her like a gram of radium, which just sounded kind of fun. The president just giving her a gram.
1: Well, that is fun. And the significant thing was that they that it had been generated in the united states so they had manufactured it in the united states so it was like kind of one of those things where it was like science had she had progressed science and then the united states was like
0: thank you investment like in,
1: yeah like we have now reached this achievement thanks to you
0: yeah and it was like a gram of radium is worth a lot like i think it was like half of what she they already had in the lab so it wasn't you know it's uh That's a a big deal. The radium.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Like that's a that's a cool story. That's one of those things where you're like, yeah, like we got that one right. (laughs) Like bring over the cool scientist and give them a cool prize and be like, thank you for being a great scientist. Exactly. But then you're like, but we used it for the atomic bomb, (laughs) so it's like uh, maybe that part's not as cool. Way less cool. It's one of those things. Um, uh,
0: we'll just we'll just let that one linger. Uh, yeah. another another little 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 fun fact here. Uh, Ooh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, and Murray Curry, they they explored like the supernatural realm and seances and such and you know found no real evidence you know they didn't say it couldn't happen or it's not real or there's not something there but they're like there's no real evidence because i've always thought that like ghosts and all that the supernatural stuff it's like you just apply the scientific method and maybe that there is something there because because i feel like right now a lot of scientists wouldn't look at it because it's like beneath them it's not it probably doesn't look good on their resume to be like i investigated ghosts but it sounds like there have been times where people tried to apply the scientific method and understand if they can detect any like supernatural stuff doesn't seem like it but anyway just a little little, little fun fact side note that yeah. they explored that realm
1: i don't think when anybody's ever done like a real and not like a fake Thing I don't think anybody's done a real test and ever found any real evidence, yeah, of ghosts or whatever. Which is too bad because I do think that would be like a fun kind of a game changer, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it could happen, like someone, a Buzz Nation listener, someone could go out there and make a discovery, publish a paper, and game changer. If we found out that
1: ghosts were like categorically real, I feel like that would turn the world upside down.
0: Yeah, then we—it just leads to so many questions. It's like, okay, what can they do? Can they physically interact with this universe? Can they, like, you know, do they think for themselves? There's, there's just a lot there, a lot to unpack. Dude, I could—we could do a, a fun segment.
1: You want to do a fun segment?
0: Let's do it. Yeah, why not? Why not? Let me get some music here. Music? All right, all right. So, quick segment. I want to talk about Marie Curie. She has some good quotes as well. And I want to go through some quotes. And you tell me, Slavo, if you think Marie Curie made the quote or Elvis Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Oh, my Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Marie Curie. Correct. Oh, nailed it. I was taught that the way of progress was neither swift nor easy. Marie Curie. Wow, two for 2 <laughs> I'm killing it. The truth it is a beautiful and terrible thing and should therefore be treated with great caution
1: that's dumb that's our boy Albus
0: it is there will be a time when we must choose between what is easy and what is right
1: Albus again
0: nice I know my Harry Potter so apparently now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less oh
1: shit I'm gonna say curry
0: Yep, you're a wizard, right. this is Harry. the last one.
1: <laughs> wow! Could I go six for six here? Who knows? I th- I maybe we will.
0: Maybe, maybe not. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. Oh, it's got to be Dumbledore. Yeah, good work. <laughs> good job, Slavo. Wow!
1: I've... I the Dumbledore ones like kind of sound familiar. Yeah. But she yeah.
0: she has a lot of, like well, those were all in line with each other. Not a bad person to be compared to Albus Dumbledore.
1: Man, how old was he, Albus Dumbledore? Did he like live a really long time? Yeah, he was definitely old. That that beard doesn't grow overnight. All right, so we're bringing it all the way back to nineteen oh three. Nobel Prize in Physics due to radiation research is given to Pierre and Marie and then one other guy but she almost wasn't even included but there was this guy who I feel like he earned the right to be named here Magnus Gosta Matag Leffler advocated for her he was like a big proponent for female scientists and he was on the selection board and he advocated for her and was like no She contributed. She needs to be on this Nobel Prize. So shout out to that guy for standing up for what's right. Then in 1904, she has a second daughter, which is crazy. Like, she's doing all this stuff. She's like a mother. She's pregnant. Like, (laughs) such a wild time. Um, So in 1906, they get uh, their own lab. Pierre gets a chair. With the university, which I guess is a thing because you're the um, like you're a professor. So you have a chair. Um, but then unfortunately, he died in a road accident in 1906 as well. Yeah. Which which is. Um, there weren't cars at this time, so I was looking it up. I was like, what was going on? he got hit by a horse and buggy and then it ran him over.
0: Yeah. No, I, I was surprised too, that uh, horse and buggy, you know, you have kind of those fatal accidents, very sad f- uh, for everyone, but for Marie Curie, uh, it sounds, sounded like it hit her pretty hard. One kind of maybe controversial thing was with her children, she took the approach that she wanted to like almost erase him from their lives. Like she wouldn't talk much about him, And because her, her belief was like that, it was like she was protecting them. But um, I think most people might not agree with that nowadays. Yeah. It's like a best practice, but you know, anyways, real rough time for her.
1: She's doing it out of love for the kids. You know what I mean? But I do think that in modern day, people would say that that's not the healthiest way to deal with something like that. Yep. Um, University of Paris then gives Marie the chair because the professor chair, which I'm just saying that term, which I don't but I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. Everyone wants the chair and you do whatever it takes to get there, and just some incest happens along the way.
1: Um, so at this point, she is the first female professor at the University of Paris. So that's pretty impressive. And then she starts working on the Radium Institute, which won't be finished until 1914 which is going to be her crown jewel. And it's later going to be named the Curie Institute, which a little side note here, the Curie Institute has had four Nobel prize winners come out of it.
0: Are we, is Marie Curie included in that? No. Her daughter included in that? Maybe. I can't remember. Because I know her daughter and son-in-law, they both won a Nobel prize.
1: Um, yeah I'm not i sure. wonder if,
0: if those are two or the four but but not bad uh solid institution yeah founded by one of the best hmm
1: so um she was uh notably not elected to the french academy of sciences sciences in nineteen eleven but it's okay they elected her in nineteen sixty two so just missed it
0: it just um, got lost in the mail for 50 years. And
1: then this was like a weird, the whole story took a weird turn where she was in like tabloid media and they were, the French people were being really mean to her and basically painting her as being like this, like Polish. There was, a, there was some Jewish stuff being thrown around. Like they were, I mean, you don't want to say they were accusing somebody of being Jewish because it makes it sound like it's wrong to be Jewish, but like, they were accusing her of being Jewish and they yeah. were like being like, you're a, like a Jewish foreigner who's like trying to steal our science. Yeah.
0: And, and so this, um, the tabloids, uh, another scientist, she has a type, uh, he, he was a little bit younger anyway, she was having relations with him and he was married and, She had like love letters that got released. They had an apartment where they would meet up and she like wanted to like marry him and have even more kids, but yeah, it was very tabloidy. And then of course she's just huge figure and um, you know, uh, a tough situation and people are coming after her. I even think, you know, like rocks are thrown through the windows
1: yeah, Um, when she she was on her way back from receiving some award and she came back to her house and there were literally like a mob at her house.
0: Whenever I heard this about like Marie Curie, how she was having relations with this man who was married, everyone was like, oh my goodness, Marie Curie was such a victim, which she was. Like it was ridiculous what people were doing. But it was also like, the The wife of that man is also a victim.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a good thing to be doing.
0: And they'd always be like, he was with a woman who he didn't really love. Yeah, that's
1: what they all say. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's not a victim in the sense. She was a victim in the fact that, like, the public going after her for her private life. But yeah. she wasn't a victim in the private life situation. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. But like the amount that it blew up, which is can you think of a scientist now that would have this kind of notoriety where if they if there was some sort of scandal that things would happen?
0: Like Stephen Hawking Mm -hmm. had an affair. Yeah. Like what's like a modern famous scientist, maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson, which obviously he's at this point more of an entertainer than a scientist. Otherwise, I can't really think of, like, a f- too many famous scientists.
1: I, it, it makes me wonder. So you think about back to this time period. And Marie Curie is, like, somebody who's notable for, year, like, a century later. Who do you think are the people that are going to be notable, like, a century from now? Do you think that's what Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are trying to be? They're trying to be, like, people that, like, are in the history
0: books. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think like Elon Musk will be, you know, kind of the an Edison type figure. Um, I don't know how much of a concern it is to them. I, I think it might be a little bit, but yeah, I, I would like top of the line. I'd put Elon Musk, and and I would probably even put him above Edison and above Edison. Yeah, I mean, I I think Elon's just involved in so many things that are, like, hugely pivotal. While Edison was, like, all electric, all light bulbs, uh, Elon's got the... He's making the electric cars, which also are autonomous, which is going to be a big deal with, like, the AI. And then, obviously, you have Mm, all the space stuff. And then he's going the Neuralink stuff. Like, if all of it pans out, which, you know... the electric cars, no doubt going to pan out. They're winning the space race right now. The whole, all the Neuralink stuff, maybe. But like if all that stuff pans out. That's true. Or even like a couple of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The electric car thing alone is like massive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the o- automated stuff. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's somebody who's kind of like a scientist. Who's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: he, he's like, and so that's the thing that there's a, there's a big difference between like a scientist and an engineer. um, Where Elon Musk isn't like publishing papers. He isn't doing the fundamental scientific discoveries. He's just like making a product, organizing mass producing a product. And, and like it's an engineering feat, but like the engineers comes almost after the science. So, you know, you have Marie Curie, like, Figures out you can maybe split an atom, and then someone like tries to apply it and make it actually happen. Yeah, Um, I I think we're due. And I think like the last famous scientist was Stephen Hawking. Like he was a pretty true scientist. Obviously, Einstein's probably the biggest scientist of all time. And it wasn't like Einstein Mm. wasn't. Again, it's just the ideas. It wasn't like he was putting stuff together like making a product like uh, Edison or yeah, it's true. So I, I think we're due for a big name scientist. And I think it could happen if someone like discovered, like imagine like when they discovered the X-ray that the world was not flat, like those are like pretty big discoveries. I think we're due for one. I think in the next 20 years, we'll have a big name scientist. I think that'd be great.
1: <clears throat> Cause it feels like we're just getting like better and better. Like you can only make iPhones so fast. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> yeah. Like we, we have- need
1: the new thing.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree.
1: Um. so yeah, all sorts of scandals but and then in this time she <laughs> wins the Nobel Prize for chemistry and in 1911 and people were trying to bar her from her own ceremony they're being like you can't let her come speak but then the Nobel people were like uh, fuck off like yeah we can dude haters gonna hate yeah true and then World War One happens. And what does she do during World War One? She makes a bunch of really interesting discoveries and inventions and helps out quite a bit. She developed mobile radiography units known as Little Curries, um, which were basically like X-ray units that over one million soldiers were treated with.
0: Which is huge because before they would just start digging into you looking for the bullet and not knowing where it is while like if you have the x-ray you know exactly where it is you can be a precision you don't gotta like mess around with all these different arteries or whatnot in a person's body so it sounded like hugely impactful
1: she tried to donate her nobel prize medals to the war effort but the french national bank said no we won't take them
0: this is great the fact that she has these medals all kind of like an Olympic gold medal, and you're just donating the medals for the effort, and you're so like humble and for the cause and that you're just donating them like any other scrap medal for the cause mm-hmm. but the the national bank's like, "Come on Marie,
1: like no, we can't accept this, yeah, and then she kind of just like kept doing really cool, fun stuff in the nineteen twenties being a preeminent scientist in the world.
0: The twilight years of a preeminent scientist. And then
1: in 1934, she passed away due to complications from ionizing radiation and X-ray exposure. So basically she exposed herself to so much radiation when she was doing a lot of her research that, um, Everything she worked with is like too dangerous to handle. So they have to put it like her cookbook that she had at home is literally they have it in like a vault covered with lead because it has so much radiation in the cookbook at home that yeah. she that they have to like cover everything with lead, but they keep it. So that's cool.
0: yeah. And All along, people were a little afraid potentially of radiation. Marie Curie was pretty strong that, you know, like, hey, it's not the best for you, but it's really not a big deal. (laughs) Obviously, it probably, uh, well, I mean, now they say clearly led to her death. And in addition, her daughter and one of her daughters and her daughter's husband, uh, Marie Curie's son-in-law, who are both fantastic scientists in the similar field of work. And I also think won the Nobel Prize. They also died, and it can be attributed to radiation exposure. So very crazy. I mean, Marie Curie always That's said true. like she gave her life to science. Uh, very sad. You know, they paid for all that that effort, but but they definitely loved doing it and created like fantastic fundamental research. But it's a uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say ironic or. It's just crazy, I guess, that, you know, they all die from this radiation exposure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Literally sacrificing their lives for the research. But yeah, so anything you want to, anything you want to touch on with uh, Marie Curie anymore? Very interesting person. Very spectacular person. Got to say, like really great scientists, a little bit of scandal of course, because nobody, nobody, nobody can't get, nobody can get through without a little bit of scandal.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely fundamental to like modern science and, and the radiation and atoms, just absolute fundamental scientific advancement. Very impressive. You know, it's like when we can vaguely understand how impactful the science is like, Oh, there's two new elements. Oh, it, it leads to nuclear power, or like you can split the atom when we can understand how significant, then you know it's like a big deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When you, yeah, exactly. Like putting it in concrete terms, which is like 2% of all elements found were found by her yeah. or people like or her team. Like those are things we can understand. We can count it to too.
0: Yeah before
1: but yeah thank you all for listening see you everyone